Welcome to the Advanced Relationship Podcast. We are your hosts, Bryce Bauer and Jenny Morrow. We are a married couple devoted to helping you advance your relationships. With over 14 years experience as a marriage and family therapist and relationship coach, and over a decade of experience as a certified life and relationship coach, we are here to help you create the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet. Welcome to the Advanced Relationship Podcast. This is your host, Jenny Morrow, and today we are finishing up our series on John Gottman's Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. So before we dive into the fourth horseman, I wanted to fill you in on announcements. So Bryce and I had an incredible live weekend this last weekend, just connecting with some people in person and coaching, learning relationship skills. It was just really, really fun. And with everything that's going on with COVID and with so many of our clients being all over the world, we look forward to, at some point in the near future, offering a virtual live event. So hopefully that will be happening in the near future. And until then, just thank you so much to those who joined us. It was it was a really intense and hopefully really good time for everyone that was there. So if you want to be connected to what's happening week to week, if you want to join in on our Facebook Lives, go to Advanced Relationship Facebook group and request to join. We would love to have you be a part of our group. And there you can post questions, you can be involved in relationship discussions, and it's just a good way to stay in touch day to day with a more advanced relationship mindset and kind of keep you on your toes as far as remembering what it takes to really create the kind of relationship life that you want. And lastly, we are starting our advanced relationship training program. This is a six-month program where you dive deep into advanced relationship mastery skills, and you have the opportunity to come in for a weekly live coaching session via Zoom, where you can get lots of support, where you can ask questions, get coaching, watch others get coached, and just learn a ton about advanced relationship mastery. It's also a chance where you can come and practice the skills. So advanced relationship mastery is a discipline. It's a practice, and it takes some kind of process and some kind of process that's oriented towards advanced relationship skills. So that's what the advanced relationship training program is, is it's really a place where you can come and practice the skills, learn the mindsets, learn the tools, get coaching. And um, it's just an incredible opportunity to get support on a regular basis. In the advanced relationship training program, we go through the entire advanced relationship development model, including the POET process. And this is the process I use most often to work through my own relationship struggles. And I have a lot of clients who've given a lot of feedback about how the POET process has helped them. So one of my clients, Becky, she says, I've loved learning the POET process that Jenny teaches and I use it all the time. I have read about other approaches, but POET works best for me. I am loving learning about masculine and feminine energy. I feel like this understanding was really the missing piece in my marriage. 
Thank you so much for that, Becky. And so if you're interested in learning more about the poet process, as well as the entire advanced relationship development model, including the difference between harmony and struggle, which is really where we dive into the polarities, the masculine and feminine polarity, and how that plays out in all of our relationships, including our relationship to ourself. We also look at what I call your intimacy limits and the four access points. So it's a really deep dive into what I believe are the deepest relational philosophies out there. And this model really comes from everything I have learned over the years, from learning from a lot of different mentors and teachers, lots of coaching models, lots of therapy models, but also lots of research in the relationship field. So I would love to teach you what's working best for me. I would love to teach you what's been working for my clients over the last 10 years. So if you're interested, email me at Jenny at advancedrelationshipacademy.com. That's J-E-N-N-Y at advancedrelationshipacademy.com. Let me know you're interested in the Advanced Relationship Training Program, and I will email you information, and um, and I will send you back a reply with information on the program and how you can get involved if you're interested. So today we're going to be diving into John Gottman's Horseman Number 4. We've already talked about criticism, contempt, and defensiveness as three negative communication styles that can really cause a lot of destruction in a marriage or in any important relationship. So today we're going to be talking about the fourth horseman, and that is stonewalling. So stonewalling is really a withdrawal. It's a withdrawal when someone gets emotionally flooded, and it can look like someone walking out of a room, storming out of a room. It can look like someone just shutting down and going quiet. It can feel like someone just disappears. And stonewalling is a really painful relationship pattern because it's usually a response to the other three. By the time someone gets to stonewalling, it's usually because criticism, contempt, and or defensiveness has already been present, and someone is getting emotionally flooded and emotionally overwhelmed in a way that it starts to feel like they don't have any other option but to disconnect. So when someone stonewalls, they can do things like tuning out, turning away, acting busy, or engaging in obsessive or distracting behaviors. These are all ways that stonewalling happens. According to John Gottman, it takes time for the negativity created by the first three horsemen to become overwhelming enough that stonewalling becomes an understandable out. But when it does, it frequently becomes a bad habit. So when stonewalling becomes a habit, what happens is often in a couple, rather than being able to talk about the hard stuff and get to resolution, there is one or two or three of the first three horsemen happening, and then stonewalling happens, and things don't ever really get fully talked about. They don't ever really get worked on, and it just, over time, it just can really break down the relationship. So we're going to be talking about the antidote to stonewalling. But first, I want you to just notice, how do you experience stonewalling in your own life? When you stonewall, what does it look like? Does it look like going quiet? Does it look like going to some kind of obsessive behavior, going and grabbing your phone, scrolling through Facebook? Maybe it's porn and or masturbation. Maybe it's opening up the fridge and eating a lot of food. 
Maybe it's going and reading romance novels. You know, what do your distractions look like? Now, I'm not saying it's always bad to take our mind off of things, but again, you just want to notice how do you stonewall? Is it through some kind of habitual behavior that's actually not very productive for yourself or the relationship, or maybe even is destructive on some level? Or is it shutting each other out, tuning out, ignoring the other, going and closing a door, and just constantly feeling like instead of being able to work through things with my partner, I have to withdraw and just be alone? Now, the antidote to stonewalling is actually to take a break. So what we want to do here is we want to make space to take space. Because by the time things get this overwhelming and you're emotionally flooded, you actually have chemicals that have been released. There's hormones, there's stress chemicals. Your body has gone into fight and flight. And it actually takes about 20 minutes, according to the research, for your system to settle down enough to where you can begin to think with your prefrontal cortex again, engage your creative problem solver, engage your high-level emotional processor, and be able to talk rationally. So there's nothing wrong with taking breaks. There's even nothing wrong with, in some ways, distracting yourself from the stressful situation and getting a moment to yourself so that you can come back to the discussion at hand. So that's the whole point here is stonewalling is about feeling like you have no other way. You feel trapped. You feel apathetic. It feels hopeless and you just start to withdraw. Whereas the antidote is to be able to say, well, I'm noticing I'm getting flooded or this discussion feels like it's not going in a good direction. Let's break for 20 minutes and then let's come back together. Are you open to that? Now, sometimes it can be very hard for one or both partners to break when things get intense, when arguments get heated. Sometimes we can actually feel like we want to stay at it when the energy is getting high. So if you are one of those people, it's so, so important to realize, again, according to the research, you are not able to be as rational or creative when you are in these places. Now, there are times when... Bryce and I will take 20 minutes or we may take an hour or two hours depending on what's going on and how much time we need before we can come back. And sometimes we have other things going on that we have to attend to as well. So we have to maneuver around all of that. There are times when one of us is able to realize it's not going down a good path. And just in that acknowledgement, just in the acknowledgement of needing space, sometimes we're able to both just sit with it for just a moment and say, you know what? the other option is let's just try slowing down here and just taking space together. And in that place, what we'll do sometimes is we'll get closer. We'll make eye contact. We may hold hands. We may take a moment to breathe together. So there are also some tools that you can use as a couple to actually begin to co-regulate and bring that emotional intensity down in the moment and there are times when we decide to take space as well. So it's it's nice to be able to have both options because sometimes one option works and sometimes the other option works. Sometimes we take space for 20 minutes and we come back together and it just flares right back up. And other times we take a 20 minute break, we come back together and we're much more available. So there's no right or wrong here. And if you're new to this practice, what you want to be able to do is you want to be able to engage all of these different tools 
So if taking space is really hard for you, if it's hard to let your partner step back for 20 minutes, if that makes you feel anxious, that's a a good place to practice. That's a good edge to work with. If you constantly take space from each other, but it's like you're never really coming back and you're never really resolving things, then that's what you really want to make sure you're practicing is let's take let's take space. Here's the amount of time we're going to do that. And we're both agreeing that we are going to come back together. And when we do, that's a great time to engage some of the other techniques I was talking about. Things like eye contact, a touch, some deep breaths together. And even some affirmation, some reassurance, something like, wow, this feels really hard. And even though it feels really hard, I really want to be in this with you. Even though we haven't been able to come up with a solution yet, I really want both of us to get our needs met. So those kinds of reassurances can also help both people feel more safe to engage. There are a couple different variations that can happen here. One might be that you're learning this relationship stuff and your partner's not ready or wants to or willing to learn this stuff yet and at that point all you can do is do the practices yourself so in that situation again what you what you will want to do is practice standing up for the boundary practice saying things are getting heated it would feel best for me if we take 20 minutes I'll come back in 20 minutes and we can re-engage If you do find that taking space isn't helping, if you're taking space and then you come back together and it just keeps flaring, then get some support. For me, if Bryce and I try to take space and come back together for, I don't know, more than a few days, if it keeps flaring, then it's usually something that we would be getting support on at that point. Or if the flare is intense enough, that really can even be within 24 hours that we say, wow, this one's just big enough, there's big enough charges here, that we're going to get some support. And sometimes once we've decided to get support, we actually come back together and we're able to work through it better. And I sometimes have wondered if part of what helps us is knowing that we have that coaching set up. We know that someone is going to be there. And I think sometimes that helps both of us kind of let our guard down and dive a little deeper and make a little bit more space for each other. And sometimes it's just been really helpful to get support. So that's one thing I would also say is that you don't need to live in a place where you're continually trying to push something with each other and trying to work it out because that can be really draining and really tiring. So if you don't have the skills for it and that becomes pretty apparent within a short amount of time, then my suggestion would be to just say, wow, I'm just noticing for whatever reason, this one feels really charged for me and I want to get help with it. Are you open to that? And they say, no, you can say, okay, then I'm going to go get support and see if I can get some more clarity on my part of this. And if you change your mind and you want to get support together, let me know. At some point in your relationship, you may determine that it's a non-negotiable, that in order to be able to really move forward together, that You need a partner who is willing to reach out for resources and get new tools. But again, you have to work from where you are right now. Getting support can be a great way to navigate rather than having to stonewall and stay stonewalled. So that would be my other suggestion. And then last of all, I also wanted to acknowledge that sometimes if it's been the case that one person has been initiating criticism or contempt, if it has been a one-sided situation, 
then there may be times where you need to take space as more of a boundary. So if someone is like berating you or coming at you in, a, in an emotionally or verbally abusive way, being able to say, it doesn't feel good to me to hear you talk to me like that. I want both of us to get what we need here. I want to be able to have a discussion about this. And it doesn't feel okay for me that it's going this way. And if you kind of feel them keep continuing to come back at you, you can use words like, I feel angry. I'm feeling guarded. You can also just walk away. So again, I really do believe that it's important to be able to set boundaries when it's going into a place where it's inflammatory criticism, contempt, any kind of verbal or emotional abuse. Obviously, if it's physical, then I would suggest getting out of the home and immediately getting some resources for help. But even if it's more mild, even Bryce and I have had moments or times where one of us has emotionally or verbally criticized or blamed or gone at the other with our words in ways that are just really, really not helpful. And when that happens, what sometimes happens is we'll take space and often whomever was in that criticizing, um, attacking place, what we've found is it usually helps if that's the one who can initiate the reconnection with an acknowledgement that, wow, I can see I was just attacking you there or I was just blaming you or I was coming at you and I am really sorry. I want to do this and I want to do it differently and I feel ready to do it differently. So again, make sure you take the space you need. The goal is that ultimately over time, the criticism and the contempt and the attacks, those hopefully stop happening, right? We're learning a new way. And that's one thing I've really found is as Bryce and I have learned new skills, new tools, and actually started applying them, then those things happen less and less. And we start to trust each other. We start to trust that we can re-engage and that the other is going to be available to own their bad behavior if they've been participating in some unskilled ways of communicating. And also it helps us to build trust that we do have new tools. We can do this differently. We also have supports if we need it. That gives you some ideas of different ways to navigate it. But the idea is you do not want to stay in a stonewalling position for very long at all, if possible. Again, sometimes boundaries are needed. Sometimes very conscious space is needed. But you don't want to be stonewalling each other. That over time is really, really detrimental to the relationship. And again, stonewalling is really what happens when there has already been criticism, contempt, and defensiveness. It's an exasperated coping strategy and last-minute ditch effort to try to stop the conflict. But again, it is not a long-term solution. And over time, I just think it's really not a helpful solution. Okay, so this has been really an incredible series for me to be going through. I have loved being able to get to know these four horsemen better myself. I've known about them for years. Ever since I was in graduate school 14 years ago, I learned about the four horsemen and I learned all about John Gottman's work. And I did a training with him and Julie Gottman years ago. And I just, I love the work that they do. So it's been really a treat to go through these and ponder on how I see them show up in my relationship, how I see them show up with clients, And even how they show up in friendships, in child-parent relationships, and just how we can start to do it differently. So I love the antidotes for each of the four horsemen. I hope this has been really, really helpful. 
And if you are interested in learning more about the Advanced Relationship Training Program, that is going to be the most comprehensive way to dive in, get support, go through the mastery course online, and get live coaching every week. So if you're wanting to dive in and get a lot of support, I would love to have you come join the Advanced Relationship Training Program. Enrollment is open. And if you're interested, click on the link in the show notes that says set up a 15-minute chat with Jenny. That'll give me a chance to get to know you a little bit better, your unique relationship situation, and to talk about the advanced relationship training, answer any questions you have, and see if it's a good fit. So it's a no-obligation call. It's just a chance to get to know each other better and find out whether this program would be a good fit for you. Okay, take care, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.